everyone. Welcome to the show, Amy Weber Unleashed. I am, of course, Amy Weber, and I thank you so much for joining me again. So today, I want to do something a little bit different. A lot of people have asked me, why a podcast? What are you doing? Why are you adding more to your plate? And I thought, you know, I don't know what it is about my life. So I've either just lived a million lives and past lives are really, truly a thing. Potentially, I'm a vampire and I'm about 500 years old. But it just seems to me like there's things that happen in my life that just feel like they belong in a movie. For instance, so last week I had to go to the sheriff's station. Now, it sounds more, you know, horrible than it really was. But what happened was someone stole my identity. And the way that I found out is because I realized that someone had charged about $4,000 in a 24-hour period um, at every Walgreens that they could find within a four-mile radius of Miami. Well, I haven't been to Miami for a really long time. And also, I don't really know what I would buy in Walgreens that could actually equate to $4,000. That's like, I don't know what that is. What do you get at Walgreens? Like tampons, gum, I don't know, rubbing alcohol. <laughs> it's a lot of it. Whatever it is, there's a lot of it. So what happened was um, I called PayPal. Apparently, someone opened a PayPal credit card. PayPal, I'm very angry at you right now, but... They basically said that um, I need to prove that this wasn't me. And I thought, it's really strange. I have an 820 credit score, and you see my past history. I didn't turn 50 and then just become some, like, you know, irresponsible degenerate that decided not to pay her bills. So I go into this sheriff's station where I live, and I swear to God, it was a full ghost town. Like, there was no one there. I mean, you would have thought everyone in the town was being murdered and everyone was gone. And so... I knew someone had to be there because they had that glass, you know, the glass you see on TV where you know they can see you, but you can't see them. And I'm thinking like, is this like some weird joke? Like how long are we going to let this stupid woman stand here wondering if someone's going to mysteriously come out from behind the counter? Okay, so finally this woman comes out and she has a very distinctive voice and it was not the mask, right, that she was wearing. So she was like this, can I help you? I'm thinking, wow, it's a lot of cigarettes. You know what I mean? Like a lot. She has a super kind of smoker voice. And I'm like, uh, yeah, wow. Okay, so I need to file a police report. Someone stole my identity. And she's like, yeah, we don't do that anymore because uh, uh, of COVID. I'm like looking around thinking, what the fuck else do you have to do right now? Other, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And she's like, you got to call the number and they got to fill it out. I'm like, uh, okay, so like what happens? They come to your house. I'm like, okay, so it's COVID and we're here alone and you can't do it, but you're going to send someone to my home. And yeah, that's how it works. I'm like, okay, fine. So I get into the parking lot and I call. And so this annoying beeping. They don't have beautiful elevator music like you're used to. So this beeping, beeping, beeping happening. 15 minutes later, this guy answers. And he's like, uh, you know, blah, 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 sheriff's station. I'm like, uh, yeah, I need to file a, a police report. Can you help me? He goes, hold, please. I'm like, oh, my God, you're kidding me right now. Like, is PayPal behind this? They own everything. It's like Amazon. Damn you. Um, and so I'm waiting, beep, beep. And then, uh, you know, someone picks up the phone. They're like, sheriff's station. I was like, fuck, really? I was just in front of you. Like, five no 20 minutes now that i've been on hold 20 i go yeah hi i just met you the other day you know it was ponytail and 
how can I help you? I was like, this is really, this, someone has a hidden camera. So there's always a hidden camera in my life. So, um, you know, I, I did a movie in India, right? Beautiful country. People were amazing. And we were shooting in just a spectacular location. I think they used to be uh, monasteries, but they're called the Alora Caves. And I was playing an Indian princess. Of course, I have this big headdress on my head and uh, Steve McQueen's son was there, Chad McQueen and, you know, some, you know, probably, I don't know, C-list actors like I was at the time. Proud of it. Didn't get to the D level, but, you know, definitely a solid C-level actress. And um, not for any other reason. I wasn't like taking my clothes off. I just hadn't slept with anyone to get to the A-level actress thing. So, anywho. Um, so, we... Uh, Everything was fine. We're filming and I think everything is going great. Well, apparently behind the scenes, we had an art director from London. It has nothing to do with the fact that he was from London. He was a super lovely guy. But he had asked for a book, any book, just a random book, no specific book that he could basically make look ancient. So someone hands him the book and he starts burning the edges and dipping it in tea leaves. Well, lo and behold, it's the Quran. So for those of you out there that don't understand this, this is the Bible. This is a Muslim Bible, and it's nothing that you want to be burning. And to top it off, it was a holy week in India. And so you really haven't lived until people are throwing stones at you, and you are running for your life with a giant, ridiculous headdress on your head, while people are actually pushing your production vans over and lighting them on fire, and so, I mean, this was crazy. Like they had to shut down all the shops in the uh, in the town and we got to the hotel. We ended up being guarded by men with machine guns. This was a very serious offense. And um, they even moved us in the middle of the night from one hotel to the next because um, we definitely were not safe. People wanted our heads on a plate. And so we went to the next hotel and we were waiting there. Like no one was telling us anything. Um, you know, we found out after the fact the producer and director had been thrown in jail for the offense. Um, so, you know, we're sitting by the pool and I'm thinking, you know, I'll just go get a massage, right? Can't, no harm in that, right? So I go in, nice gentleman, and uh, start the massage. Seems pretty normal until he tells me to turn onto my back. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, there's lots of muscles in the front, the arms and, you know, abdomen and which is great until he comes uh, to my breasts. And then he starts telling me that the breast is a very big source of stress. Well, I had no idea my tits were holding so much stress. I mean, seriously, that was news to me. But I was in someone else's country, and I don't want to offend them. So I'm thinking, I know somewhere in the back of my head, this is wrong, and this is bullshit, and this is going to go south really fast. So whatever, he's like massaging around. I'm like super uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. Then the man starts pinching my nipples like hard, like pulling them, like milking me, actually. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fuck, we're done. All right, we are done. <laughs> this, and I'm, the, I'm like, 
is it me? I mean, again, is it me? Why are these things happening to me? I was trying to be kind and polite and not do anything, but I don't think that's a custom pinching nipple massage. I think that was just some random guy with a heart on that was trying to get off by milking my udders. Um, so let's see what, oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I dabbled in Scientology, uh, not for any other reason than I was, you know, in a relationship and we were fighting all the time. I mean, I probably should have looked at him when he was fighting because he was looking at himself in the mirror when we were fighting. I think he was trying to see what he looked like when he was angry. And that probably should have been a really big hint for me to get the hell out. But instead, he said, you know, I think that we should try Scientology because they have really great classes lots of self-improvement. Listen, I am a self-improvement queen. I will take any class. I will read any book. I will listen to any podcast that's going to make me a better person. So I go to Scientology and in the beginning, listen guys, it all seems super kosher. I mean, it's, uh, you know, how to be a better person and how to not be triggered and this and that. And, um, the one class that probably should have set me off was a thing called bull baiting. And bull baiting is where you basically have to call someone every name in the book. If they're black, yes, you have to use the N-word. Um, people are calling me whore, whatever they could think of, and you cannot react. And they're teaching you somehow how to not have a knee-jerk response when someone says something to you that's super offensive. But honestly, like, yeah, you probably should have a reaction if someone calls you a whore. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But um, so the bull baiting class was kind of strange. And I was at the Celebrity Center in Hollywood. I was on a show at the time. And so they let me go through that special entrance, like super special. So, of course, I would pass by Tom Cruise and Jason Lee and a lot of other people, never John Travolta. But they also did this thing called auditing. And I don't know if you guys have ever, you know, heard about Scientology, but they make you hold, it looks like something someone made in their garage. I'm not trying to be rude to Scientology, but I'm just saying it's strange. It's like these tin cans and they're hooked to these wires and they're supposed to, it's a lie detector. Let's just call a spade a spade. Okay. It's probably a lie detector detector. And so what they do is they ask you really personal questions. They end up with like a file on your ass. I mean, it's like a thick file. So if you decide you're going to cross these people, they've got some serious dirt on you because if you're not telling the truth, the e-meter will go off and then they have to keep asking you until you tell the truth and the e-meter goes ba basically back to like baseline and then they let you go on to the next question. It's like therapy under a lie detector, under massive stress and like CIA, FBI shit. So I'm going through that and I'm going through something called, um, they're trying to make me go clear. So there's this bridge to total freedom um, and you're trying to go clear. So you're trying to be what's called an operating thetan. That means that you're just a spirit. You're just using this body to just bowl through life, not worrying if someone's calling you a bitch or a whore. So anywho, uh, yeah. So you had to go through this um, sauna and you had to take uh, niacin. And niacin is really fun because what niacin does is it brings all the blood to your vessels, to your skin. So you kind of feel like your ass is on fire and you have to go into a sauna. So you have to work out, take niacin, you go into a sauna. So like it's like 15 minutes in, 15 minutes out, you know, so you don't die. 
Um, but they, uh, it's supposed to bring out all of the toxins. So you're supposed to be able to taste like if you have like metal fillings. Um, I had gone through chemotherapy. So it's kind of interesting cause I don't know if I was just imagining it or whether they just had poisoned my head, but I felt like I could almost taste some of the chemotherapy. So I'm like, fine, this is a really cool thing. Um, but I was kind of starting to get sick of Scientology and I was getting like super sick of the boyfriend looking at himself in the mirror. And so I was kind of trying to plot my escape. But once you're in, I mean, you're kind of in the thick of it. It's not just like you walk away from these people. And it's funny too, because they're super naturalistic. So you're not supposed to eat anything with any sort of pesticides or um, preservatives, but yet everyone smokes like a chimney. I mean, they're American spirits. So I guess they don't have tons of carcinogenics in them, but I think they probably could still give you lung cancer. I don't know. Anyways, I'm not a researcher, so I'll have to figure that out and let you know. But, um, and they all wear blue, <laughs> not like sailor blue, not like a cute blue, like Navy blue. Um, so I just, I don't know. I wandered and where I shouldn't have wandered. And there's like these catacombs, right? And it got like really scary because I got lost in these catacombs. Cause I'm thinking, I've got to get the F out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. This is weird. I don't want to be a part of this. And they said that you could be your own religion. Whatever religion you wanted to be, they fully supported that because they are not a religion, right? They actually had a tiny little chapel you could go and pray, whether you're like a Christian, you know, Catholic, whatever it was. And so um, I hear this chanting and I'm thinking, oh God, Amy just walk, keep going. Don't do it. Don't look, don't, don't even go in there. Um, so I passed by that room, but of course the curiosity got the best of me. But prior to going back to that room, I hear something else going on in another room. And all I can hear is, Oh, Mr. Spielberg, I would love to be in your movie. Yes, Michael, you are the best actor I've ever seen. Right. I'm like, Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so I have to see this because I'm a curious person and I'm nosy and um, I peek into the room and this guy has created these clay figures and he, one is, I guess, apparently Steven Spielberg. He wasn't a good artist. It was hard to tell. But Steven Spielberg and then it was him and he was acting out obviously what he wanted to happen and I thought, thought that's not weird at all, right? We all do that. Go home and Play-Doh, like, ooh, you know, you're a millionaire. You just won the lottery. Um, yeah, so then I had, of course, to go back to the room with the chanting. And then I go in, and there are, like, I mean, a boatload of people in this room. And um, they are chanting, uh, and they are chanting... Um, not to God or, um, you know, woo, you're the best or any sort of thing. Uh, they are chanting to a giant photo of L. Ron Hubbard. So he is the guy who created Scientology. And so they were worshiping him. I mean, let's just cut to the chase. These people were worshiping L. Ron Hubbard. And I'm like, this is just no go, Amy, go get out. So um, I got out. And of course, they don't let you out. They come to your house. And they can be really scary people. I'm just telling you, like, if you're interested, you better really be interested because getting out is not that easy. And so um, what I did was really kind of bad. And I would not, you know, do not try this at home, kids. But they said I owed them money because I wanted to go to the bridge to Total Freedom, which was 
4,000, no, $42,500. Yeah. So if you want to be an operated Thetan, operating Thetan, you, it, it charge, you charge the low price of 42,500. And so, um, I don't know. I owed them like whatever, four, $40,000. So I wrote them a check and then I went straight to the bank and canceled that bank account. Um, so yeah. So, uh, so there you have it. So that's my life. My life in a series of little mini movies constantly happening. I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. On the way here, I literally saw the biggest ass crack of my life because there was a man trying to shove a hookah into his um, carry-on bag. Didn't know that was allowed, but anyhow. Um, so I have so much more to share with you guys. I really want to take the time to take sort of the varied career that I've had in the music industry, in real estate, in the movies, modeling. I've met many, many celebrities. Some were great, some were assholes. Actually, I'll, I'll talk about one really quickly before I kind of end this show. Um, I don't know why it is. On my way here, I always have to hear the song Jesse's Girl, which sucks because Rick Springfield is an asshole. He's probably one of the biggest assholes I've ever met in my entire life. And I don't know what it is. I think, again, like sometimes C-level, D-level actor, actresses, whatever they are, they just get super insecure, which kind of equates to becoming an a-hole. And so I did a show that he was starring on in San Diego. And everything was set. Like I was getting ready to go and film my scenes. Well, he decided at the last minute that he wanted to leave early. And so that means he pushed everyone's schedule. And all I had to do was my close-ups. They had done the wides and they had done the mediums. And so I had to do close-ups. Well, I don't know if anyone knows anything about Star Wagons, but the couch fabric that they put in there is like a, a very textured material. So it's not like soft or silk. So God forbid you lay down because you're tired from sitting in your Star Wagon for five hours you will have a pattern on your face. And given that I had close-ups left to do and I wasn't supposed to screw my hair up because the hair people were leaving, it was two o'clock in the morning, I was literally doing everything I could, like, like trying to figure out like a lazy boy kind of a situation on this couch. But I got so tired that I literally, I did fall asleep. And of course, they call me for my, you know, close up. Mr. You know, dickhead had left because when you were in the makeup chair, you were not allowed to look at him. I don't know why you just were not allowed to make eye contact with Rick Springfield. So lo and behold, I must have looked fantastic. And um, as I went for my close ups and had what looked like a waffle pattern on the side of my face. So, yeah. There's some really amazing people in the entertainment industry, some really great people in the wrestling industry, in the music industry, and in the real estate industry. But there's some real assholes. And I guess it's just kind of time to call them out. And I'm wearing the boots to do it. So I'm excited to share more with you guys. Again, I appreciate so much you tuning in. Again, this is Amy Weber. Thank you so much for watch, watching Unleashed. Well, well, watching Unleashed. <laughs> it's okay. I'll learn to talk at some point. I'm only 50. Uh, and remember, when there's rain, always look for rainbows. And when it's dark, look for those stars.